Happy Easter and good morning. Thanks for joining us on this Easter morning when we celebrate the risen Christ. We're so glad that you're with us today and we're glad to be celebrating Easter. Uh, we invite you to come and join us back regularly in person on Sunday mornings, but we are aware that people are limited or have uh, reasoning to, that they aren't able to do so, but we are just glad you're joining us online. Let me just pray and, and start our service and offering it to the Lord. Father, thank you for your word that we are listening to today, but we thank you for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And help us to grow in understanding of what that means, and, and, and as Christians, just to deepen in our understanding of that. We pray all of that in Jesus' name. Amen. When you think about some of the most important questions, what would you think of? Maybe questions like, will you marry me? would be a big one that goes way back into your origin or, 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 or something even that you know is hopefully coming in your life. How about this? Will you take this job or will you hire me? Right? Questions about our vocation and our work in the world has such an Im impact. But did you know that the most important question is the one that Jesus asked? And ultimately the question is, who is Jesus? That's the most important question in the world. And if you were to kind of go to Google and ask, what are the most important questions? Like if we were just going to look at what Google would say people are asking, you would find that Jesus is not on the top of the list. In 2020, the top two questions typed into Google had to do with COVID and the election. No surprise. What about pre-COVID? What about 2019? Here's the number one question typed into Google. When are the NBA playoffs? Number three of the top 10, where's my tax refund? And number six, what is love? Jesus, in his word, Luke chapter 9, asked a question to his disciples. He asked, who do you say that I am? What an important question. Let me read the, the three verses in which that that question is housed, and, and look at that together. Now it happened, Luke 9, verse 18, now it happened that as he was praying alone, Jesus, the disciples were with him, and he asked them, who do the crowds say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist, but others say Elijah, and others that one of the prophets of old has risen. Then Jesus said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, you are the Christ of God. The disciples had been traveling with Jesus. They'd been interacting with people. They'd heard opinions about who he was based upon what he was doing and his identity, even origin. The list that they give to his initial question, who do the crowds were people around saying that I am, the list, it, it touches true aspects perceived from Jesus' ministry. But interestingly, while all of them tell some truth, they are incomplete. They're even a bit distorted in ways. Then Jesus turns the question from the crowds to his own disciples. People had been with Jesus for the span of his earthly ministry, had, had heard all his messages, had seen all his miracles, had, had literally lived with God with us. But who do you say that I am? 
And every time God asks questions in the Bible, it's significant. Way back in the garden when God was asking questions, it was always significant. God's not asking because he needs to know the answer. He's asking because we need to ask the question. We need to wrestle with this truth. Peter gives the full response. And his response is rooted in the promise God made in the Old Testament. He calls Jesus the Christ of God. Even that phrase, of God, could be the Christ sent from God. In essence, Christ, that is a title, refers to the total mission of Jesus. It means something like royal Messiah sent from God. That's what the Christ of God means, that Jesus is the royal kingly Messiah sent from God. In fact, if you have time, you want to read specifically what Peter's answer is, he specifically after the gift of the Spirit at Pentecost, read Peter's sermon in Acts chapter 3. Jesus is the promised deliverer sent from God. He is no mere messenger. He is the message. On this Easter morning, the day we celebrate the work of Christ for us at the end here of Holy Week, we recognize that this question needs to be asked of us. And through God's Word, through Luke 9, the resurrected Lord today asks us this question. Who do you say that I am? Well, who do the crowds today say Jesus is? Did you know that there are 4.7 million Google searches on Jesus every year? 4.7. And in fact, around this week, around Easter, it increases 50%. Like the highest time of the year that people ask about Jesus is right during Holy Week. But even still, throughout the whole year, on average, annually, 4.7 million people ask about Jesus. Did you know that Justin Bieber and Kim Kardashian get way more Google searches than Jesus does? In fact, in 2019, nearly 50 million people typed in the name Kim Kardashian. Jesus got a tenth of what Kim Kardashian got. Here's some further stats on what the crowds today would say. The vast majority of Americans believe Jesus was a real person. About 90% believe he's real. And that goes across all the faith spectrums. Muslims, Jews, they believe in the historic person of Jesus. But the majority of Americans do not believe he was God. They believe he was a good teacher, maybe great but they do not believe he was God. In fact, 25% of people who actually are in some way connected to churches don't even believe he was God, that he was a good moral teacher, a social worker, but not God. And anything close to a biblical belief in Jesus is dropping quickly in our age. To think of, of, of some kind of a Christian culture in our day is no longer the case. We are clearly living in a post-Christian culture. In fact, if anything, the, the kind of the belief system of most people is, is summarized well by the, by, the, by the category of moralistic therapeutic deism. God is deistic. He is a, he's a benevolent, divine butler, cosmic therapist, but he's not the God who reigns and rules and sacrifices. This isn't the Trinitarian God of, of the Christian Bible. This is not the gospel as we would proclaim in a biblical gospel-centered churches. In fact, even if talking about the crowd still, other religious traditions also have no problem accepting Jesus as one of many deities 
and great figures in their belief system. Like the crowds in Jesus' day. The crowds in our days can touch on true aspects of Christ. And he was a great teacher. He was a lover of people. He was a real physical person. All true, but yet incomplete. They don't really know him. My family laughs anytime anybody calls our house and asks for Edward. Edward is my legal name. But nobody who knows me calls me Edward. They call me Mickey. So they laugh when somebody calls for Edward because they know it is not somebody who actually knows who I am. It is somebody who is trying to sell me something or some kind of uh, sales pitch. It is somebody who's seen my name on a formula document, but they do not know me as a person. In the crowds today, that would probably have to be said about Jesus. They may know him and some kind of historical figure, but they don't know him in his true person. Well, it's one thing to say what the crowd say, but what does the Bible say about Jesus? He's the main character in the, in the story of Scripture. His identity and his mission are pointed to and explained throughout. In fact, in your notes, and if you're watching online at home and you, you haven't seen this yet, I, I gave a list at the bottom of the notes. Print those out, look through those. I gave a list of 50 descriptions of Jesus throughout the Bible. I won't read them all now, but let me, let me hit on a few. Just start reading through some of the list. Almighty One, Alpha and Omega, Advocate, Author and Perfecter of our faith, Authority, Bread of Life, Beloved Son, the Bridegroom, the Cornerstone, the Deliverer. That's just the first ten. Like Look through that list when you have time. Wrestle with that. Each of those has a text that you can read. They, 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 they span the Old and New Testament and describe both the person and the work of Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says about Jesus. But, but names and, and descriptions don't display the full story of God's love for the world and the gospel. They can't. In fact, just, just for a couple minutes, I want you to watch this, this two-minute video that uses and highlights some of those descriptive titles and names for Jesus, but shows how they fit the person of Jesus in the story of the Bible. Watch this video clip, and then we'll discuss it in a minute. Who do you say I am? Jesus once asked his followers this question. Who do you say I am? A prophet with a new teaching? A healer to the sick? A savior to a lost world? Jesus claimed each of these, but most importantly, he claimed to be God in the flesh. At the dawn of time, he ignited human history when he spoke. He breathed life into the lungs of the first man and woman and every inch of creation itself. But we rebelled. We turned against our king and followed our own ways, even though it would cost us our life. Our sin poisoned his perfect creation, giving way to sickness, injustice, and death. Sin separated us from one another and from God. But rather than cast off humanity, God sent his son, Jesus, to enter into the world he created, the one broken by our sin. He breathed our air, became human like us, but he lived a perfect life, the one God intended we live and called us to repent of our sin and follow him in faith. Some believed his word and recognized him as king. Others denied him. They crowned him with thorns and murdered him. They rejected him, and so have we. But God had a plan. Jesus 
willingly gave himself up to die on a cross to save us from God's judgment and the death we deserve. On that cross, he exchanged our rebellion for his obedience, our brokenness for his perfection. The Son of God died so we could live. And on the third day, he rose to life again, defeating death forever. And now he sits on the throne of heaven, offering life through the Holy Spirit to all those who repent and trust in him. Jesus is the King of Kings. You can either crown him or crucify him. There is no middle ground. No one will ever ask you a more important question than the one Jesus asks, who do you say I am? Do you see who the Bible says that Jesus is? Do you see how from, from the garden to the new creation, from creation to new creation, that Jesus' person and work accomplishes and is spoken about throughout the whole biblical story? That's what the Bible says about Jesus. So what do you say about Jesus? Jesus asked the question that we all need to answer. Who do you say Jesus is? Now, don't just look to the crowds in Jesus' day or our own. Don't just look to the Google searches and try to scour up some kind of an answer. Who do you say Jesus is? Friends, there is no more important question you will ever be asked. What is love? Will you marry me? Will you hire me or do you want this job? Those are big questions. But who is Jesus? That's the biggest. Man, on Easter morning, at the end of this Holy Week, when we celebrate as the people of God the significance of the person and work of Christ, we need to hear that question. And in this case, it's not just me, a pastor, asking the question. It's not just a loved one or a friend or somebody you already know and trust and respect asking you that. According to God's word, this is a question Jesus asks us. And now he does so as the resurrected Lord through his word. Who do you say Jesus is? And you only have two choices. You can either crown him as king and savior of your life, or you can crucify him, to be honest, like the crowds in Jesus' day and the crowds in our own who deny who he truly is and disbelieve what he's already done. There is no middle ground. You and I will either crown him or crucify him. This question fits all of us this morning. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you will already declare that you want to crown Jesus Christ. Praise be to God. But let this question resonate in you at the end of this holy week, on this Easter morning. Let it remind you of your identity in Christ and your mission with Christ and your purpose for Christ. Live and trust and hope in refreshed ways because of the significance of Easter and your answer to that question. But if you've never fully answered that question or you've never answered in a way where you crown him, it's only been one where you crucify him in the sense of disbelief, distrust, or a lack of acknowledgement. Maybe this morning that question resonates afresh for you. Maybe Jesus, the resurrected Lord, would look to you and say, who do you say I am? And you have to answer that. 
Not just what the crowds say. Not even just what people you know in the church might say. What do you say? Who do you say Jesus is? That's the answer that Jesus wants all of us this morning to reflect upon. That's the most important question we could ever ask. Don't be afraid to answer it. Who do you say Jesus is? Let's pray. Father, thank you for the hard questions that you ask and the way that your, your own question to those disciples and now through your word to these disciples and to all the crowds, ancient and present, forces us to engage with the person and work of Jesus Christ. And I pray that this morning, just from those few verses in, in Luke from that, that short summary of the biblical story that is centered on Jesus, the, the gospel story, that we'd be able, more able, to answer that question. Father, may the believer be grounded more deeply in the person and work of Jesus Christ. May, may they crown him and praise him and, and, and see themselves in, in union with Christ in a deeper way, even this morning, this Easter morning. And Father, may the skeptic or the doubter or maybe even the antagonist of Christ be drawn deeply into that question and may by your Spirit you work in them and draw them to come to know the truth about who you are. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. Thank you that he is risen from the grave. Thank you for the new life we now have with him. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.